Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a program that you listen to sometimes. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. <laughs> Did you, like, stutter there, Ashley? Hi, Greg. Th- <laughs> I just saying, you had a lisp going on there. My name's not a good name to have a lisp with. It comes out bad. And sitting to my right is my friend. Uh, the president of Next Level Athlete, uh, recruiting analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. It's Greg Powers. Hi, friend Greg. What's up, y'all? Hi. Am I not friend? Hoping for some friendly fire over here. Like, jeez. Over I, here. I think well I'm, staying, I'm staying out of the middle of this one. Today is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. Yeah. December. We're in month 12. Um... It is 359, 358 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to uh, Cowboy Killer Deshaun Jackson. Um, episode 1,292. On today's show, guys, Powers is here, so we're going to do this week in recruiting. If, if Pickle let us. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to stop down the show anytime I stumble over a word. I could. Uh, then we're going to uh, show you the uh, our Parker University spotlight. I had an opportunity to talk with a couple of medical professionals over there at Parker University about uh, injury prevention and injury uh, and, and how to uh, injury rehabilitation for athletes. We'll hear from them. And then back half the program, Powers caught up with Highland Park quarterback Brennan Storber. Brennan Storber. So we will hear from the Scots QB coming up here at the back half of the program. This show is on tape, so... We do not There's have no first, first four, four through, through the door. The door. Sorry. We're the first three through the door today. Yeah, first three through the door Pickle, are... Pickle, Greg, and Greg. Greg squared. The Greg duo. The Gregs. We'll keep working on that. <laughs> It'll come to me eventually. What's up, what's up with her today? I don't know. Greg and Greg seems fine to me. I was going to say. I've never had a problem with that. Yeah. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruton. He's getting more... 
confident, which I love. This week in recruiting with Griff <laughs> He Powers warmed up Nexo today. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Nexo Lively on Twitter, Next Level D1C. His fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And of course, it's brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express. It's December, so eat Chicken Express. Right? Yes. Also the other 11 Greg months. Greg Tepper for salesman. Also the other 11 months. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Wednesday. That's a great day to eat Chicken Express because by Wednesday, you're looking for the power you need to ah, hump day. get you through the rest of the week. It really is. Yeah, think of think of Chicken Express as like an energy bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's your like for your soul. It, it is. It's, it's, your, it's, <laughs> it's a your soul energy, energy bar. bar. Chicken Express. Energy bar for your soul. <laughs> so this week in recruiting with Greg Powers and Nexel Lavely, uh, going to run through the latest and greatest news and notes from the world of recruiting. Ooh. We're going to start. It's a big week. Oh, it's crazy. We're going to start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise is uh, Kamari Terrell, the cornerback from Achilles Shoemaker, uh, just finished up his senior year. Uh, he is uh, His recruitment is uh, coming down the stretch. And it is only heating up. He has added three SEC offers in the month of November. LSU, Mississippi State, and Mizzou. He also has a Baylor offer. Um, This guy is a... There is no doubting the speed on this young man. Uh, He certainly has the top end, uh, the top end, uh, uh, you know, velocity that you're looking for in a in a cornerback. Well, I mean, this is the next great defensive back to heat up down the recruiting home stretch, and you know, you can point to guys in the last couple seasons like Enos Rakestraw, who went to Missouri, Marvin Covington, who went to TCU, and now you have Kamari Terrell emerging here towards you know the last few weeks before National Signing Day defensive back just seems to be one of those positions where guys can have a big senior year um, Mm -hmm. and start to pick up a lot of offers and a lot of attention because they're so hard to find right to put a guy on an island to have a skill set that to combine speed with size uh, is hard to find and he had a really good senior year he's proven that he can run on the track he's got verified times uh, so he has the perfect recipe for picking up recruiting attention and he's added three sec offers here recently uh great job by baylor i guess to be his first offer back in june they saw something that the rest of the colleges didn't see to kind of get a leg up in his recruitment but now he's got some really serious options to consider and i think it comes down to you know at this part of the recruiting process you are going to see these guys add offers who's the most serious about wanting to add him to the roster right Right. like who really um says we need you you should come here i think that's the school that uh, wins out you know and will he have enough time to make a decision before uh the early signing period begins or will he be one that that lasts until february those are a couple questions that i would like to see answered here over the next couple couple weeks as it relates to kamari terrell's recruitment and correct me if i'm wrong you know and and and, and because we are in a brave new world here with the early signing period but with a guy like this where his recruiting is obviously like it's on the upswing right would it behoove him to wait until the and wait until National Signing Day instead of signing in the early period or signing period or does that not really matter if he's got the offer he wants then he should well he's got it. a couple of weeks here to take official visits right does, mm-hmm. who does he see in the next two weeks that'll be a strong indicator of what he's going to do does he already has he already narrowed it down to like hey these are the two schools that I want to see or this is the one school I have to see and if this visit goes well then I'm ready to pull the trigger you know because you do take a risk waiting past the early signing period now is do you have an offer after. Mm-hmm. that or will they just go ahead and find 
someone else. There is some pressure for some of these guys to, to go ahead and make a decision. And the colleges definitely feel more comfortable with having that wrapped up you know, before February. Either, you'll see some schools take the strategy of waiting, but by and large, most of these schools want to try to get the, you know, the large bulk of their class signed in December because it takes the pressure off the coaches on the road. They can refocus and start to dial in on the younger kids because, you know, it's not going to be too long before you start to see these 2023 kids taking official visits in the spring. Right. So the timeline has shifted dramatically, and they like to have it done. Uh, let's move on to our commit of the week. Our commit of the week, uh, probably the you know, there's boy, there's a lot of recruiting news across the state. Uh, this is probably the the biggest one, and that is uh, that Frisco Liberty wide receiver Evan Stewart uh, has announced that he is committed to Texas A&M. He chose Texas A&M over Texas and Alabama. Uh, this is a guy who checks into the number three spot in the DCTF uh, Hot 100, a new DCTF five star. And a guy who was a one-time Texas commit, decommitted, now is committed to the Aggies, and another big win for the Aggies on the recruiting trail, beating out not only in-state guy, in-state rivals, but also SEC West rivals like Alabama. Uh, a, a huge addition. I mean, I can't say enough. This guy gives them an element that I think that you saw Alabama having in a Jalen Waddle type mm-hmm. of player. You know, Evan Stewart uh, brings a lot of speed to the table. He gets a lot of great separation at the top of his routes, uh, which makes it hard for defensive backs, uh, you know, to to lock him down. If the Texas A&M offensive line can give the quarterback adequate time to find a receiver down the field, Evan Stewart is going to be open often. I, I would... I would compare his game. I said Jalen Waddle, but he's kind of like a Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson type of receiver in the Lone Star State. He will remind a lot of fans of that type of guy. And that's the reason why he is the fourth DCTF five-star in the 2022 cycle, leaving us one spot mm. remaining for the number five prospect to pick up five-star status. And we're really just waiting to see how the – maybe how the playoffs shake out right now Cade Klubnik is in that number five spot uh, you have Harold Perkins at number six Malik Silla at number seven uh, Bryce Anderson at number eight and Cameron Dewberry at number nine I think those are the guys that are most seriously in this conversation mm-hmm. and as a matter of fact the DCTF Hot 100 was updated last night Gasp. at midnight Gasp. so the DCTF Hot 100 is Sort of locked in. I'm going to say from five through nine is still in flux. We could make a change there. But your pre-early signing period DCTF Hot 100 is locked in if you want to check that out. Um, And we'll have some more articles around it at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. One guy who's locked in, uh, if DCTF five-star and new Texas A&M commit, Evan Stewart, who is heading to the Aggies. This is This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete, here on Texas Football Today. Be involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's get to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is uh, North Mesquite wide receiver Cordell Russell, which is, this is a grander conversation because he committed to TCU, which is great for the Horn Frogs, but more importantly is who he decommitted from and then committed to. He was an SMU commit. He was part of, was this Thursday or Friday? One of the day, or maybe last Wednesday, one of the days SMU started hemorrhaging recruits, right? Uh, hemorrhaging commitments, uh, getting a ton of decommitments. One of those was Cordell Russell, who is a DCTF four-star prospect, number forty-seven in the DCTF Hot One Hundred. Uh, this is a guy who 
then flipped, obviously followed Sonny Dykes for shot samples over to TCU. I suppose that's why they hired Sonny Dykes, right? Is the is is talent acquisition, and and he's doing that. He's getting it going there in in, in Frogtown. And Dykes wasted little time in hiring Rashad Samples and Brian Carrington on staff at TCU too. And I think that's going to pay immediate. Well, it already is. It's it it is paying immediate dividends on the recruiting trail. Uh, the wave of decommitments you saw at SMU were all guys whose samples had a heavy hand in getting onto that SMU commitment list. Guys like Chase Biddle, Jordan Hudson, Savion Red, C.J. Nelson. All these guys decommitted um, you know, right away uh, from SMU once the news was kind of out that Dykes was going to be leaving. We've already saw two of those guys, and Cordell Russell. We saw two of those guys now already have committed to TCU in Russell and four-star wide receiver Jordan Hudson. Uh, disclaimer, Jordan Hudson, who committed in the class of 2022, is the third highest rated uh, commit for TCU in the past five years. We've already seen mm -hmm. that Dykes can pull in uh, remarkable recruiting classes at SMU with guys like Preston Stone, et cetera, who were some of the highest rated commits in the history of SMU, you know, going back to predating, uh, you know, online recruiting mm -hmm. rankings. I think that they're going to have a significant impact there at TCU. I've got my eye on all these guys possibly looking to flip or on flip watch for TCU. As a matter of fact, C.J. Nelson was committed to TCU before he committed to SMU. So, I mean, yeah, there's got to be a lot of smoke there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but as that relates to Cordell Russell, this guy's earned the nickname Baby T.O. I love it. So, he's a DCTF four-star in the class of 2023. Um he has game-breaking ability to be able to stretch the field vertically and brings a lot of skill sets to the table that are unique, and he's been compared to a lot of former Texas high school football great wide receivers, and he's just getting started. So he's got, uh, you know, he's got another year of high school ball left, and I think that he's going to be really good. And if TCU can hang on to his commitment, um, I think that, I mean, they're going to do a good job, I think, especially recruiting the wide receiver position on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they're going to have to back that up with some defensive recruits, but I don't think that TCU fans are going to have to be worried about what TCU is going to be bringing in talent-wise on offense. I have a theory, and I want to run it by you, um, because you're seeing this at Tech, uh, obviously hiring Joey McGuire, but also uh, bringing in David Wetzel. Uh, not David Wetzel, um, uh, but, but, but Kenny Perry. Kenny Perry. Kenny yeah. Perry to be the associate head coach, right? Uh, obviously with Jeff Trailers doing down there at, at UTSA. Now what you're seeing at TCU with bringing in Rashad Samples and Brian Carrington. Brian Carrington, of course, the former Texas director of player personnel, director of recruiting, yep. one of those titles, yep. right? In charge of recruiting, basically. Um, all of these staffs... What they are all doing is they're all trying to build a Texas high school football relationship death star. They're all trying to get all of their all of their relationship guys in. And that's always been the case, but it seems so apparent to me and so clear what's going on here. Kenny, I want to be very clear. Kenny Perry is a really good coach, too. Like right. He brings a lot of X's and O's knowledge. But one of the reasons he's going to be in there is because of his relationships. Uh, one of the reasons Joey McGuire wants him is because of the relationships he has. He, he kind of strengthens those bona fides. Obviously, what TCU's doing, bringing in Carrington and Rashad Samples, they're, all these programs now, I think that coaches, especially here in the state of Texas, I think they are going. I think that athletic directors are going farther away from scheme and going closer to recruiting and talent acquisition maybe maybe that's different at 
at the at the what's the power five, which is Texas, basically Texas and A and M at this point. But these uh, the other ten schools, it feels like what they're all trying to do is build a recruiting Death Star and saying, okay, we're going to go get the guys who have the the ability to recruit the state of Texas the best, and and we're going to acquire that kind of talent that can go get us that other talent. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I think something that TCU did that was really savvy in its um, basically deployment of head coaches into the streets to do recruiting is that they gave Brian Carrington a spot where he can travel and Mm -hmm. go and see people. Um, Kenny Perry is a well-traveled coach. He was at TCU, Kansas, coached in the XFL, SMU, and now Texas Tech. He has a little bit more street cred, I think, as it relates to being an X's and O's type of guy. But, you you know, anybody that's followed Texas high school football for the last 20 years knows that everybody loves to be around Kenny Perry, right? All the Mm -hmm. Texas high school coaches like him a lot. Uh, He's in the fraternity, so to Mm -hmm. speak, you know. I agree with you. There, I think that relationships are the most important factor when it comes to recruiting. I look at relationships, number one. Can I get on the field? Yeah. Number two, do I fit the scheme and the culture, three and four? You know, if you can build a relationship and then prove that this is the right spot for you to make an impact, then you're – going to have a leg up and there's a there's a larger conversation to be had and we can have it in the off season too about like where this started coaches have always been trying to build up their texas high school football bona fides but i would go back and i think where it really started uh at least this modern era of it is matt rule and i think when matt rule brought in joey mcguire and david wetzel because he's you know i've said it before i'll say it again matt matt rule great guy i like him a lot he's a yankee you know what I mean? Like right. he's, a, he's a carpetbagger. He came down. He didn't have any Texas connections. So he went and he hired Texas connections and got bought relationships, basically. I'm going to trump you one on oh, this. Oh, yeah? Yep. I'm going to say that Charlie Strong started it. Interesting. With the hiring of Jeff Trailer, mm. And Jeff Trailer was in year one the Big 12 Recruiter of the Year. And when Matt Rule got that job, he – saw the impact of what Jeff Trailer had and said, I got to get Joey. Okay. You know, so those two guys who are now head coaches mm-hmm. in college football. And I, Jeff Trailer is a guy that has head coaching potential. You could see it at Gilmer in college. Mm-hmm. I, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with him in the tunnel after one of their state championship games and I say, coach, I can't wait to follow your career in college. Just listening to him speak reminded me of a college yeah. football beat. Um, but those two guys, I think those, if you're making a Mount Rushmore of pointing to um, Texas high school football coaching greats that have went on to be successful assistant coaches and then promoted, those are the two guys yeah. who are on the Mount Rushmore. And, of, I think that, and I think that's a trend that's only starting for now. Um, anyway, that was something I thought about a lot this weekend. Uh, let's get to our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week is Tyler Legacy running back Jamarian Miller. Uh, Jamarian Miller has flipped. He is now, he was a Texas commit. He is now heading to Alabama, uh, the DCTF uh, Hot 100 number 15 prospect in the state. Uh, the number two running back in the state is heading to the Crimson Tide. And uh, another guy that I think it's easy to watch his film and understand why he's so highly thought of. The number 15 uh, prospect overall in the DCTF Hot 100, the newly updated DCTF Hot 100 reminder. Thank Check you. that out. Um he is an, a ball of electricity on the football field. And the one thing that I love, love, love about Miller's game is that they have a 
two running back tandem there, or a tandem of running backs at Tyler Legacy, and he loves to block for Bryson Donnell, mm-hmm. a Texas Tech commit. And Donnell loves to block for Miller. And that just kind of talks to about what type of player he's going to be in college. Someone that really cares enough about his teammate to make him shine when you're a top prospect yourself uh, speaks volumes about, you know, the type of game that he's bringing to the table uh, really quick into the hole makes people miss uh, great feet and can hit that second gear to cash in big plays catches the ball well out of the backfield when needed um, so he is an all-purpose back type that's going to be headed to an Alabama program that's known for these you know huge Najee Harris um, Derek Henry type of running backs and I think that he is going to be uh, a little bit of a change of pace in some regards but he is certainly a complete back and this was a huge huge get for Alabama and it's been a on the flip side of that it's been an interesting recruiting week at Texas they've lost a decommitment from Miller they lost Armani Winfield off of that commitment list uh, they didn't get Evan Stewart back mm-hmm. into the recruiting fold but did you hear Lincoln Riley left OU. I did hear that. That's opened the door for a lot of good recruits. They've extended an offer to Kobe McKenzie uh, at OU. So, uh, I mean, it's an interesting time to be a recruiting fan, and especially if you're a Texas Longhorns recruiting fan. Mm -hmm. It's so dynamic right now. There's so many, like, balls in the air. To see how this recruiting class is going to end up shaking out uh, is going to be fun for the fans of that program. Somebody who it's always fun to talk to. Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Powers, stick around for a minute. Okay. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It's our subscription package, which includes two magazines, including. 2021 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Rising Magazine, a recruiting edition, which is set to hit newsstands soon. But uh, subscribers are probably going to start getting it early next week, I would say. So uh, keep an eye on your mailbox, texasfootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And now a word from our friends at Hometown Ticketing. Fast scans, happy fans. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the official digital ticketing solution of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Simplify your school's ticketing with Hometown, providing schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketings for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible at your school. That's hometownticketing.com. Dave Campbell's Texas Football has partnered with Parker University for uh, a number of things uh, across this across our platforms, including our game-winning decision platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had a great opportunity earlier to, earlier this week to talk with uh, a pair of doctors from the uh, from Parker University Sports and Performance Center and Synapse HPC about uh, athlete safety tips and injury prevention and injury rehabilitation. Here's my conversation uh, with our friends at Parker University here on Texas Football today. Thank <laughs> you. 
Dave Campbell's Texas football is proud to team up this year with Parker University Sports and Performance Center and the Synapse HPC to honor some game-winning decisions from uh, great players across the state of Texas. And here to talk a little bit about it are some of our friends from Parker University Sports and Performance Center. We're joined by Dr. Davis McAllister. He is a sports performance specialist over there. Uh, Dr. McAllister, how are you? I'm doing great. Great. We're also joined by Dr. Nikki Kirk. He is a clinical specialist over there at Parker University Sports and Performance Center and Synapse HPC. Dr. Kirk, how are you? Did very well this morning. Thank you for asking. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Dr. McAllister, I want to start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the Parker University Sports and Performance Center and the Synapse HPC? I, I feel like people may not necessarily know uh, what all you guys do and, and, and the, the impact you guys have and, and you know, why you guys wanted to partner with somebody like Dave Campbell's Texas football. Okay. So we started off uh, down in Dallas, actually associated with Parker University and the clinic uh, started off primarily uh, dealing with neurological disorders and neurological issues. Uh, we have a medical director that is a neurologist. And so we have a variety of different aspects that we take with that and originally started working with veterans that had traumatic brain injury and, and, and those types of things and also physical impairments and, and, stuff like that that comes with their service time. And then we just recently moved up to Frisco. We're up here near the Star at uh, 3211 Internet Boulevard. And we wanted to expand our services out because a lot of the same problems that the veterans are having are also going on in the, in the athletic community, uh, both on the physical side and you know impairment side. And part of the reason why we named it the game-winning decision is because it takes that split second time of of uh, cognitive focus and because of the neurological roots of our clinic we wanted to kind of honor that uh, but also uh, kind of going back on, on my own personal side I was a high school coach for 12 years and I coached football was a strength and conditioning coach powerlifting of coach baseball track and uh, this was kind of a way for me to kind of go back I saw so many kids at put together a lot of effort and, and got, went that extra mile and never really got the recognition that I felt like they deserved. And I felt like this was a chance to be able to go back and be able to uh, uh, kind of give back to that and, and not only recognize teams that have had the, you know, at the last minute been able to pull a game out, but who was the key player that was associated with that and be able to recognize their focus and, and their dedication and hard work to be able to pull that out. So. Yeah, most certainly. It's been it's been such a wonderful partnership with us here at Dave Campbell's uh, Texas Football. Just proud to partner with you, you folks there. And and, and uh, Dr. Kirk, I want to ask you. You know, we have a lot of listeners who who are who are athletes, and and a lot of listeners who are her fans and parents and stuff like that. Um, I'm interested because I know one of the things you guys focus on so much is is injury prevention and and rehabilitation. So, what kind of what kind of safety tips would you give them? Uh, you know, in order to make sure that uh, that th that they're able to play the game as safely as possible. Eric, it's multifactorial. So as with everything we do, one, one size or one piece of advice is ne not necessarily going to fit all athletes. But some things that we do know about back pain and prevention of low back pain is uh, there are some predisposing factors that in some sense are out of our control, but we have to take into account. So that may include things like age or biobanding, so stage of maturation, and if they're in the uh, peak height velocity phase of growth, gender, uh, body composition, carrying a large uh, large fat mass can be problematic, uh, their level of physical fitness, and any specific anatomical considerations that, again, we know may predispose to certain types of injuries. And then finally, also their, their game skill. Now, when we, when we 
categorize somebody in any one of those areas, then we move on to what makes an athlete maybe susceptible to injury. So they're, they're human factors. So th these are more uh, external type factors. So number of minutes they play, concomitant sports, the number of exposures to game plan that they have, those things are going to increase the likelihood of injury. The quality of the protective equipment, the surface which they play on, and the interaction between their feet, their footwear, and the, the playing surface. Then finally, in the part that maybe we can actually look at as, as practitioners would be the, the kinematic, the biomechanics, the kinematics of movement. One of the things that we also understand that may predispose athletes to, to bouts of low back pain or issues are when we watch them running, uh, anterior pelvic tilt, uh, faulty what we call backside mechanics when they run, a contralateral pelvic drop, and a forward body sway or a lean is what we'd see. And then finally, we want to add in that some of the, some of the most obvious factors that got overlooked, uh, particularly in youth athletes that we are aware are problematic and are controllable, is the quantity of sleep that they receive. There's also a correlation between the amount of hours of video games that individuals play and low back pain, and then the time that they actually go to bed. And then compounding that is sometimes the early morning lifts, which I know sometimes can be necessary uh, because of the nature of people's schedules, but uh, those can also impact the amount of sleep and the quality of rest and recovery that these athletes get. So I would, I would implore people to maybe have a look at some of those factors uh, and see where you can step in and maybe have a positive influence. Yeah, most certainly. Very interesting. And, and, and you've inspired me to, to go to bed early tonight. Uh, he's doc Dr. Davis McAllister, the sports performance Cent uh, specialist over at Parker University Sports and Performance Center in Synapse HPC, as well as Dr. Nikki Kirk, a uh, clinical specialist over there. Guys, appreciate your time. Uh, thanks so much for, for partnering with Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and we look forward to talking with you guys in the future. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you for having us. Thanks again to our friends at Parker University for uh, sponsoring our game-winning decision platform here on TexasFootball.com. For more information, go to TexasFootball.com and check out their website at SynapseHPC.com. That's S-Y-N-A-P-S-E-H-P-C.com. Powers, earlier this week, you got to speak with a guy who knows his way around some quarterbacking. Yeah, and a program that's known for producing a lot of next-level talent at Highland Park. It's name one. Name one. I bet you can. Okay, name 30. <laughs> it was junior quarterback Brennan Storr. Uh, he's a player I really admire because we knew about him when he was a freshman, and he worked hard and bided his time to get his grasp on that starting job and paid his dues before taking reins at one of the state's most prolific high schools. Here is Powers' conversation with Highland Park quarterback Brennan Storer here on Texas Football Today. Powers, and I'm joined with Brennan Storer, Highland Park quarterback, for this week's segment on Texas Football Today, uh, featuring one of the top prospects every week in the state of Texas. Uh, Brennan, I know that the wounds are a little bit fresh. You guys just got beat in the playoffs, but you personally had a big year, and before we kind of start, start to talk about um you know your personal game and all that stuff just kind of recap what it was like going out there and playing with your seniors you know being a part of a huge tradition at Highland Park just kind of recap what it was all like yeah you know Highland Park's a super special place and you know I'm I'm so so thankful to all my coaches and especially coach Allen and coach Corey for just making this year so fun for me and you know they always push me my, be my best and our senior class leadership was amazing and I you know I had the best year of my life I had so much fun and I'm, I'm really gonna miss those guys 
What's it like playing for the man underneath the hat? I know a lot of people, uh, he's not a guy that's easy to talk to for like a lot of us in the media and stuff, but you get to spend every day in practice with him. Uh, so what's it like playing for one of those true uh, Texas high school football legends and head coach Allen? Yeah, it's just such a blessing because, you know, you can just see he he's just such a great, you know, you just know he's just different, you know, and his coaching and his mentality, his approach to everything is just so unique and so uh, meticulous. And, you know, there's purpose behind everything he does. You know, he accounts for everything. And um, he's been a great coach for me. He's taught me so much about the game. I mean, I already feel like, you know, you know, uh, you know, I could be a coach with how much, you know, time I spent with him just going over stuff. And uh, he teaches me so much and I'm, I'm so grateful for it. I'm just glad that I get another year to learn all this stuff with him. And I couldn't ask for a better coach. Uh, you kind of mentioned it. You got to start this year. You're a guy that we've known about, been on our radar, actually, since you were a freshman there at Island Park. But it's not the type of program that you're going to come in and you know, get elevated right up to the varsity squad. You have to go out, pay your dues, and earn it. How much more special does that make it to actually earn uh, the recognition of being the starting quarterback there, and especially considering the fact that you were a talented guy that, that had to put the work in and practice to earn that spot out there on the field? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really humbling because, you know, you can think you're amazing as a freshman, sophomore, whatever. You know, truth be told, I mean, you don't really see the field – um, I mean, especially at quarterback. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I wasn't going to see the field much freshman, sophomore year, just because you just got to, you know, adapt to the system. And you know, there's a lot to learn uh, in our offensive system. You really got to become a master before, you know, they're going to put you out there and think that you can win games. And you know, it, it is really special for me um, that you know I I'm, I'm the starting quarterback now because it's a lot of kids' dreams growing up. Uh, in Highland Park in our community like you know one day I want to be the quarterback and uh, that was just me like so many people that was just you know one of my dreams and for it to you know finally happen and you know this year I was just so excited to get a chance and it's truly been the best experience I've ever had. Uh, Great history there at the quarterback (laughs) position I mean even watching Chandler Morris kind of arrive on the scene at TCU in his first game and um go out and pick up a victory for the home, you know, closer to home town. Horn Frogs is pretty cool, but I mean, it doesn't stop there. You got a quarterback in, at Hawaii that's doing really good. Um, it, do you like coming up in that program? Are those the type of guys that you look up to? Did you have anybody that you kind of like really kind of studied their game and was hopeful that that's who you turned out like? Um, you know, I, I really, it was, it's crazy how many talented quarterbacks I, you know, just watched going to Highland there when I was little. And um, I really just focused on being the best version of me because, you know, I always told myself I want to be the best, you know, and I want to be the greatest. And uh, that's what I'm chasing. And I, you know, I look up to those guys so much like John Stephen Jones and Chandler, you know, they, you know, they won state championships. They really left their mark on the program. And for me, that's, that's the important part is just, uh, putting a banner up in that stadium and people remembering my class. And uh, that's really my goal is just, you know, I, I really want to get a state championship for the community and leave my mark. Man, I can't help but notice the big Ben jersey behind you, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah. He's been a he's been a great quarterback in the NFL for a long time, but he's big Ben and you're Brennan Storer. <laughs> is there a guy that you look up to in the NFL? You're, you're two games on the field. Even, you know, I can see that he's one of your heroes, but 
your two I'll, games on the field couldn't be more different. Yeah, uh, it, my my parents are huge Steelers fans, so um, they my dad actually got these for his anniversary, and now um, he let me put them in my room. But that's why I wore seven because I was a big Steelers fan. But who I look up to in the NFL now, uh, Kyler Murray, honestly, because you know I uh, I trained with his dad and. He's been such a great coach to me, and you know I've got to see. Uh, I you know I've been to Kyler's last game as a senior, and you know ever since then I've just really looked up to him. I mean he he's such a unique player, and you know I've really just always wanted to be able to. You know I don't think I'm quite as fast as him, but um, you know I've really looked up to what he can do with his legs, and uh, really tried to incorporate that in my game. One thing that I noticed when breaking down your film from this season is that. Uh... You're not a guy that's afraid to take chances, push the needle, uh, no matter what play's been called, right? Like, you seem to be like a guy who likes to press the action, I guess is the best way to explain it. What do you feel like your biggest strengths are? That's what I noticed about your game that I really like. What what do you feel like are your biggest strengths as a player? What sets you apart? Well, Coach Down always says you got to risk it for the biscuit. So, uh, you know, I you know I try and take my shots and uh, just have – you know, confidence I can take shots downfield. And um, I really try and put the secondary in bad position. But uh, I probably think my best attribute is just being able to extend plays. You know, I think this year it's been really helpful because there's been a lot of instances where people haven't been open, play breaks down, and uh, plays I've turned into touchdowns or uh, first downs. Like uh, against Rockwell, we went for it on, I think it was fourth and 12, and I got blitzed. And play broke down and I rolled out and uh, threw one in the end zone, pretty much sealed the game. So I think just extending plays and uh, being creative is my best attribute. Uh, I know that you're not going to pat yourself on the back. So for the fans that are listening, I'll throw your numbers out there. You, uh, you completed over 66% of your passes this year for over 2,500 yards, scored 33 total touchdowns and picked up quite a few yards on the ground as well. And I know that's starting to catch some colleges' eyes. You know, you're starting to pick up some offers and, and some attention. Um, schools that have extended you an offer so far are, are schools like Kansas, Kent State, Texas State, Illinois State. What's it like kind of going through the recruiting process and at least having the comfortability to know you're going to be a next-level guy uh, because you have some of these offers on the table? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean uh... – you know, it's just – it's a blessing, you know. I'm really fortunate to be in this position. Um, but, you know, it's a product of hard work, and uh, sometimes people don't uh, appreciate how much time, not just me, but others who uh, want to go to the next level put in. And it's just been years of hard work, and it's always been my dream, and I'm just fortunate to be in that position. But uh, recruiting, uh, it's hectic. Um, it's fun getting to talk to a bunch of different coaches, you know, trying to imagine yourself in different places. I think, you know, that's the best part. It's just like, you know, I can see myself here. I can see myself there. So, um, you know, it, it's fun, but it's also kind of stressful. Um, but, you know, I'm lucky I'm even in this position. Uh, outside of those schools that have offered, what are some of the programs that are out there that you feel like are probably the most serious about um, being maybe the next school to, to step up with an offer or maybe invite you out to camp where they can really get an extended look at you throw. Um, what, who are some of those programs that are turning up the heat, I guess? I'd say the programs I talk to the most probably Cincinnati, Houston, SMU, Tulsa, Baylor, Texas Tech, um, Penn State, uh, and, you know, a few others. And I think, um, 
you know, it's going to ramp up pretty soon. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to being able to get on campus. Uh, I'm going to the Baylor game this weekend to nice. check them out. So that, and uh, I'm just excited, you know, season's over now. And once call season wraps up, you know, I'm sure I'm going to be going to a bunch of places, just visiting. So. When it comes down to it, I mean, I know that you're going to be looking for the right fit, both academically and athletically, right? Like you're going to probably look for a, a school that offers you a good total package. But is there somewhere, is there something out there that you feel like that is really important to you in the decision making process that may be different, or uh, do you have to have a Whataburger? I mean, what is something that, what is something that you feel like that you you would really be looking for personally to try to set maybe a school apart from the from the pack? Man, yeah, I mean, it's a hard question. I would say, for me, it's really just you know strong team bond that like uh, the culture because. You know, coming for coming from my high school um, at Highland Park, we have such rich tradition and cultures, and it makes it really special and fun uh, to be in that, that program. And you know, I'd really, you know, I'd like to be somewhere where there's, you know, a great culture and lots of traditions uh, set because that, you know, that's something I really value. And then just, um, you know, belief. You know, uh, I just want coaches that all believe in me and. Um, you know, that just want me there. Man, it might have been a tough question, but you dealt with it pretty easily. You had a great answer for it. So, I mean, I think that that's a great – I think that that's something great to be looking forward to, especially coming from a, a program like Highland Park. That's probably the expectation you should have when picking a school because you don't want to have a letdown. You know, <laughs> so I think, it, I think it's a great answer, man. I uh, just wanted to say thanks for the time. You know, you got a lot of fans out there who are paying attention to your game and, and – um, if there's anything that we can help you with at Dave Campbell's Texas football, feel free to tag us and tweets and do that kind of stuff. We're going to be sure. definitely monitoring your career. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs>